Morning, morning, morning. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio, y'all. And we're coming with another good episode out there for you guys. But we're going to first come out with a scripture and a prayer. This first, the scripture we're coming out of is 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.16. And it says, all scriptures is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The word will keep you in line. The line, the line that you keep crossing, God got a word for to bring you back. Even if you strayed far away, the word will show you comfort and peace to come back. Like the prodigal son, you haven't gone off that far. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives right now. We just thank you, God. We honor you right now in the name of Jesus. Continue to be in our lives. Continue to help us. Continue to bless us. God, we love you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. God, bless everybody under the sound of my voice. Let them be able to get near to you, get close to you. Let them start chasing after you, God. God, we just thank you for all the things that you brought us through this week keeping our minds and, and being able to get food on our tables, keeping us warm in this frigid weather. God, we love you. We thank you, God, for everything that you're doing. Continue to be in our lives. Anoint everybody from the top of their head to so so their feet. Let something be said so that they can say, what can I do to be saved today, God? Let the unreachable be reached. Let the people with hardened hearts be able to have a softened heart to hear the word. God, we just thank you for today's broadcast. We love you. We honor you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So this is Pastor Jay, and like always, i got something to say. You can go ahead and find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter, or you can find me at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun on Inst oh, Facebook. I was about to say Instagram. Yeah, on the good old Facebook. Amen. Um, one thing I wanted to just say this morning, make sure we got a few more days, y'all. Let's push through a few more days for this stellar. few more days. The first is the cut as the cutoff. So we got to the 31st going into New Year. Make sure you go out and vote for your favorite anointed radio out there, God. Man, God, just help me. I had to start speaking to God because I was like, man, get the people. <laughs> man. <laughs> but go out there. Make sure you go to thestellawars.com. Go to Best Internet Radio on the radio ballot. All the way at the bottom, click the first box. It's anointed radio. Make sure you go vote because it could help you help us. Amen. Amen. So um, make sure you go download Jesus You Make Me Happy on all digital platforms. And good morning. Good morning. Well, this is Chris. Um, and you can find me at singchrisj.com, singchrisj on Instagram and Facebook. Go get Chasing After You. Album again is coming soon. Again, like you said, go and vote for us and the Stellars. Vote, y'all. Please go out and vote. Again, it'll be making history for Vegas. So please go and vote for the Stellar Awards. Amen. And it brings more. I wanted to expound on that. When, when somebody from your city, 
is getting nominated on a national level, even a global level, like the Stellars. That's big. I mean, that's really big. So make sure you get your part of being in history and vote for it, y'all. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real great honor to have Las Vegas be honored at a Las Vegas event. A lot of times at the Stellar, a lot of Las Vegas people are not honored. Now we get to come back and be honored. Amen. So make sure you go out there and vote. Again, go to StellaAwards.com. Go to the radio ballot. Go all the way down to the bottom where it says Internet Radio. Click the first box, Anointed Radio, and it will be your part of doing your vote. Go out and vote right now. It takes like five seconds. Yep. And it's not that bad. So another thing I wanted to just say is make sure you go follow Dr. Pastor. Your sister, my sister. She's a pastor now. She a pastor now. Dr. Marvinetta Clay on all Instagram, Twitter, face of the book. Clay, Marvinetta, Marvinetta Clay, M. Clay, all that. Go follow her and go da- uh, go download Worship Forever. And make sure that you go download all our songs. Just put them on repeat. Amen. It works. Mm-hmm. It will help you this Sunday morning. So you got Jesus, you make me happy, and it goes over to chasing after Jesus because he made you happy. And then because after you chased him and you caught him, you worship forever. My Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and go into the announcements. Right. And with our announcements, we have a, a lot of things coming up this week. Week, um, come going into January, but I further do. I'll pass the mic to Reverend Pastor Fred Jackson. Good morning, good morning, good people. Welcome to church this morning. With these, will be a church announcement. And I want you to be able to govern yourselves accordingly. One announcement I have to do as a housekeeping is make sure you do not park in the handicap spot. If you're not handicapped or have the placard, you will be told. Amen. Mother Johnson was mad that she couldn't get in her spot this morning. And it's hard to get from where she is on crutches. So please govern yourself accordingly to those housekeeping rules. Amen. And one thing we're going to go ahead and pass the mic to Deacon to talk about some of the upcoming events this week. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. And everybody, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. On this uh, Come on week, in, evangelist. Oh, the pastor of worship is here. Hallelujah. She has made her arrival. Y'all give her a hand as she comes. Hand clap of praise. Give her my worship. Hallelujah. She'll get you sent through. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. But on this of week, we 
have uh, all the watch night services. They be everywhere. Every nights. church in the, in um in America, as well as Las Vegas, is having a watch night service. Watch from the reconciliations to the uh, God houses and the uh, the mountaintops and the victories yes, uh, and, the, and the Second Baptist. So find yourself a church. You can go at seven o'clock or you can go at ten o'clock or whatever time they say they go. Just find it. And go to church. Wash your tail. Wash your tail. Go to church. Uh-huh. And, and you know, we have at Christ the King this this morning a concert led by that worship leader Leland Williams. Oh my. And he's gonna have a great mighty time worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's that's my jam. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Go on, Cliff. Go ahead. Amen. Yes. Going on into uh, January. In January. One of the first events that got going on, you have the BMA, BMA Awards. BMA Awards, and that boy Pastor Jay is going to be nominated for about three categories and he be singing Jesus you make me happy. Him happy. Him I love how happy. make so me happy. happy. Thank you. Hallelujah. Him happy. Glory. I felt it. Hubba bubba. Thank you. And we have January 19th Youth for Christ and it's going to be at Just Faith Apostolic Ministries and it'll be youth just for Christ. Amen. Amen. Youth just for Christ. That you got to bring the youth. The youth is the future of right. the church, yeah, and they got to go for Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ and the youth. And then on January the twelfth, the Reconciliation Apostolic Ministries will be doing Sunday Night Live. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. The choir edition. Ah. It will be their choirs. Which is called the Voices of Reconciliation, mm. ah. their first debut concert, ah, ah. and they'll be ministering on that night with some special guests. Well, um, I give you a sneak peek. You got the Victories, ah. the Praise Team, and then the uh, Gifted Youth with Purpose will be there as Gifted well. Gifted Youth with oh, Purpose. Right. That sounds powerful. Uh-huh. All the peeps. So you want to be there on the 12th of January at 6 o'clock p.m. Hallelujah. After Reconciliations. All right. Uh-huh. And the then after time. that, the week after that. Um, David Blakely, the maestro, right. will be uh, hosting at Greater Carver mm. Missionary Baptist Church of God in Christ, mm-hmm. the Choir Fest, Las Vegas Choir Fest. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Um, the time is forthcoming, but if you would like to register your choir to sing on that occasion. Uh-huh. Um, Do they the, take choir of one? Cause I, no, I I've been changed. Nah, choir no. means more than one. Okay. We need to. We don't need a, a praise team. We want a choir. Oh yeah, yes sir. Uh huh. So uh, if you want to register your choir, please uh, contact 702-409-0646. Once again, that number is 702-409-0646. What is happening over there? Cletus got happy. Hallelujah. He got happy. What is going on? Him got happy. Trying to do the announcements. Him got happy. Amen. And that is the announcement. Please govern 
Y'all think y'all gonna think it's a treat, but we're gonna go ahead and play that new music this this evening. Uh, Fred, Fred Jackson came in and I wanted to play some music together that blessed my soul. Hmm. And it's by that boy Kanye West's choir. Oh. Alright. Yes, sir. I'm gonna play some music. Tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Amen.
serve an excellent God who is worthy of excellent praise. We've come today to show our love to him. Come on, lift your voice and sing.
that matters. Strength to come. 
Odie Boo Goody. Chi-town. Chi-town. Yes, Miss Inez Andrews. Amen. So we're going to go ahead into our talking topic of today. And the talking topic of today Read. is going to be what? something controversial that a lot of people are probably not going to be able to receive. And a lot of people are going to be able to say, that makes sense. Read. But the word is to be able to break through and bring deliverance. Hallelujah. So All right. we're going to come together and talk about the differences between judging and correction. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say, read. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing uh, God brought this to me to really talk about this topic because nowadays it's so hard to give correction, you know, because people automatically think two things: you judging me, or you hating on me, mm-hmm. or you don't like me. Mm-hmm. And, but we have to understand that we all were given charge by God to be able to speak when something is not right, to correct that wrong. Because if you, one thing I learned, I don't know if y'all learned this, but when I was younger, younger? I, when I was younger, okay, my stepmother told me something that never left left me, and it really got me. And she said, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So how many? Because in the church, that seemed like that's that new thing now. I'm just not going to say nothing. I'm going to leave them alone. Oh, they crazy. Just leave, put them over there. We're going to pluck them from the graces of from the graces of us and helping them and, and being there for them and, and praying for them. And we're just going to say, well, that's how they is. It is what it is. Mm. You know yeah. what? I you know they they on drugs. They always gonna be on drugs. Oh oh, they're a daughter. They always a daughter. Oh oh, they're homosexual. They always gonna be homosexual. Oh, they're a liar. They always gonna be a liar. Instead of us coming, because if you think of and look at Jesus, he never did that. That's mm-hmm. what Pharisees did. Mm-hmm. Jesus went to the people that was messed up. Yep. And hung with them and showed by example. He he didn't tell them change right now. He said you know go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. But how can they know how not to sin? By his example. Mm -hmm. He first was changed. If you not changed yourself, you can't tell nobody to do anything. Because what's the automatic thing that they're going to do? They're going to reflect back and say, well, why do I need a change? Mm -hmm. But you're doing doing so and so and so and so. So that means before anything, we need to correct ourselves. And, you know, my grandfather used to always say, correct. Taking care of yourself is a 24-hour job. Mm-hmm. As soon as you take off correcting yourself and worrying about yourself, <coughs> you're not on your job. Mm-hmm. So, very true. We're gonna the first scripture I came from for so we can have the real definition of judge uh, about judgment. What the Bible says, in Matthew seven, one read <laughs> one through five, and it says, "Do not judge." Or you will be judged. Mm-hmm. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured to you. Mm-hmm. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pray no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when it's all the time there's a plank in your own eye? Mm-hmm. You're a hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you can see clearly to res- to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Anything? I came from the same one. 
same passage, but I came out of the Amplified. That, that, go ahead. That thing right there. Go ahead, go ahead. go ahead. So it says, do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly. Mm. For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant, so will you be judged, and in accordance with your standard of measure used to pass out judgment, judgment will be measured to you. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the and acknowledge the... Can't say that word. Wait, pull that, that point one, to it. That one, the, the e, L-O-G. The E-G one. Oh, egregious. Yeah, that word. <laughs> Log in your own eye. <laughs> <laughs> or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, play actor, a kind of pretender. First get the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Right, because if it's kind of like this. It's like if a preacher's preaching out of a hurt place, that's what he's producing, being hurt, right? Mm -hmm. You can't see clearly what the other person is hurt in. If you so worried about your own hurt, it's kind of like I said, I think earlier this year, ministry starts when you could fix your problems and not put yourself in it mm -hmm. and start work and start looking at how to help others. Because a lot of times we put ourselves in it. I've seen people in arguments do it all the time, you know, especially when it comes down to, let's say, um, a relationship, right? Someone always brings their own relationship into their situation, good or bad, instead of looking at, let's say if this person's asking you for help, mm -hmm. how can you help them? Because everybody's situation is so different. You're not going to be able to clearly give good advice, give, um, give a good word, or even direct them in the right way if you're not seeing the whole situation clearly. Dr. Clay, what you got? Well, in Proverbs 28 and 11, I'm 28 and 13, you know, I have my glasses on, so y'all got to bear with me. It says, he who conceals his sins does not prosper, mm. but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Mm. So that, that judgment goes in that as well, because judgment, um, only person that can judge us is God, first of all, because first of all, none of us is without sin. Right. So he who is without sin cast the first stone. And you ain't got, you not the one that got no sin because we all got sin. We were born into it. So, uh, yeah. So it's a he who conceals his sin does not prosper. And as you know, that means that that's a person that feels like they're not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything wrong. And so everything that they're doing, they think is that, that it's right. So we're looking at reprobation already. A reprobate of mind. But when you look at that, too, if you ain't confessing your faults to one another and if you're not confessing your sins, you cannot prosper in that. So e even as you do that, you want mercy anyways because it was the, uh, grace and mercy should follow you all the days of your life. Right. Right. So you definitely want that to happen. But in what I see for judgment, people is 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 trying to be the judge of the court. Mm -hmm. That's where judgment lies at. People trying to be more than what they actually are, and you're not. If Jesus didn't judge you, why are you trying to judge? Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not the judge. You're not the king. You're not the court. You're not the, the, the judge that's in the court. I mean, you know, when you go to court, you got a judge that's got to do what he do, does. So he's not really giving you judgment, but yet he is. Right. Technically, it's a correction in a sense, if you really want to look at it. Because you did something, you know. But when it comes down to it, there's nobody that, that has the right to judge anybody. Um, Matthews 12 and 36 and 37 says that on judgment, on the judgment day, we will be either justified or condemned by our own words. And in this text, the English word judgment, as original biblical text, it says, um, Chrysis, K-R-I-S-S, K-R-I-S-I-S, is derived from the word krino, which means this is a divine judgment. And it can apply either to a positive verdict for righteousness or more commonly a negative verdict which condemns the nature of sin that brings it on and specifically in regards to the negative sense of the word. It means the sentence of condemnation, damnatory judgment, condemnation, punishment, eternal damnation of what? The wicked. Right. So guess what? If you got Jesus in your life, you shouldn't even be in none of that. Right. I'm just saying. And, you know, one thing I, I, I wanted to put this story, there was a story when I I was working a job and I was a manager and this is a that's a hard position being a manager. Especially I was a manager of about 50 to 60 people. So with that being said, I had two employees that had the same job. All right. One employee, he did okay. The other employee I really didn't check because it was a thing called diversion. This one employee always told me about what the other person was doing. Hmm was saying, oh, his planes is horrible. I got to go re-clean his planes and um, um, and this and that. And she just always talked about what they did, right? And one night I was bored and I was in my prayer time walking around the airport and I said, God, I'm going to go check her planes. Because she, she don't, I don't, you know, I'm thinking, oh, she do a good job. She go clean up. You know, that's perception. She goes clean up other people. She got time to go clean up other people's stuff. She, I know her planes are speckless. I'm going to just go right through it. I got into her plane and it was horrible. Hmm. Because she was so worried about other, the other guy's plane and doing his stuff and talking about what he ain't doing. When I went and saw what she was doing. Hello, somebody. Y'all go. Y'all go. Y'all gonna follow me in a minute. <laughs> I saw that she wasn't on her job. Mm -hmm. A lot of time, people put judgment on others to deflect what they are doing, or what they're not doing, or what they're mm -hmm. not doing mm -hmm. in their lives with God mm -hmm. to be able to show the, the the persona of I got God in my life. I'm so righteous. I'm this and that. But when you see really. They still got unforgiveness. They still got a hateful heart. They have a whole lot of, you know, they they super petty. I, I always thought pettiness in the in the body of Christ is a dangerous thing. I know we play around, oh, I'm petty and all that. But that's dangerous because you don't know who that who that don't know God. I always go back to the time when I did not know God. Mm -hmm. And if somebody in church that I looked up to, because you know, being in church, you don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't look up to people like, oh, my God, there's somebody. Because you know you know it. But somebody new, like going into a new church. Y'all know how it was. Y'all sitting in the back. Y'all figuring it out. And if you went to somebody and somebody was petty with you, first of all, you the person that's coming to the church, if they ain't saved, they're going to cuss you out. I'm going to be honest with you. That's being real. Mm -hmm. 
Second of all, they're gonna they're going to say you're you're fake. Because they're going to have this personification of, I'm going to come into a group of people that's going to help me, that is not going to put me through more stuff than what I'm already going through. That's what mm -hmm. a person coming to church. That's why we have to look at, look at it as a whole. Why are people not coming to church anymore? For a lot of judgment. <laughs> it's because they come in, and instead of you helping, you're pushing them down. <clears throat> And that's something that we have to look at as, as a collective. And this conversation is for a reason, because we have to look as a collective of what are we doing wrong? Because I, I'm, even if I'm not doing wrong, but as a collective, because we get grouped all as one. You know, I know everybody's like, oh, that's my mm -hmm. church is different. No, as a Christian, the unsaved, because even just going based in Las Vegas, you know the amount of unsaved folk here can make a mega church, mm -hmm. but nobody's tapped into it because we're so worried about, well, I want some people that season, or, or I don't want to really put the work in to dealing with building all these people up. But that's our job mm -hmm. it is. as a collective, as a whole, as the body of Christ. Every church here has a responsibility to go out and at least touch one. How many people would be saved and delivered and be able to be something changed mm -hmm. in what they were? Yeah, yeah. But just going back to what you said, um, why a lot of people are not at church. And this is not to the saved. This is, I mean, not to the unsaved, but this is really to the saved. Amen. And the reason why they're not at church is because of judging. And the reason is because they look at the leaders or the leader as being a supernatural person. That's true. And they're raising them above who they really are. Amen. You know? And so when they see that particular leader make a mistake or have a fall or go through some their own trials because they're going to have trials and tribulations like everybody else. Right. You know? But they look at that and when they do have those, then they want to say, well, how could they? You're judging. Right. Why is she? You're judging. And so you're looking at their situation and now here it is, you don't want to come to the church. Mm-hmm. And so now you want to go somewhere else you have, and you don't know nothing about it, but because it looks so good on the outside, you don't know what the mm -hmm. meat of it is. Everything that glitter ain't gold. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's why a lot of people are not at church, and they're church hopping because of their own, what I want to say, preconceived judgmental state right. of mind. And they're putting the, the leaders, the pastors, the preachers, the bishops, the elders, all of them above who they really are. And they're just mere human beings right. that just got a calling that God has called them to, to be in the place that they're at. But they are not subject to fall. And one thing we have to understand with having a title, people's blood could go on your hands by the simplest things of not watching how we do or say things. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we forget People are watching. Mm -hmm. People watch you a lot, mm -hmm. especially when you have that title, pastor, minister, bishop, evangelist. Oh, let's mm -hmm. break it down even better because this is where it all starts. Christian. Mm -hmm. When you come into your workplace and you say, I'm a Christian, they're automatically looking. Oh, you a Christian. What kind of Christian are you? <laughs> because because a lot of people are wondering, you know, are you that one that's going to uh, Jesus and be able to be like everything you're doing, you're going to hell. You know, all those things. Because there's so many people out there that have different perceptions of how Christians are. 
based right. off what mm-hmm. they've dealt with in the past. You know, there's some people, man, I won't go to church. Oh, my my auntie or my grandmama or, or, or my mom and my dad went to church and they was all hellions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they thought. And then <laughs> they expect everything to be the same. Mm-hmm. So one thing I, I, I kind of want to go into is now correction. Correction is not bad. Actually, no. Correction, you mm-hmm. should, like, I was reading, I was reading this. Is this it? Yes, I think here it is. And this really got me. It comes out of James 5. I want you guys to know we're saying scripture so you don't think we're just coming from our own opinion. Mm-hmm. James five nineteen and 20 says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whatever brings him back, uh, whatever whoever brings back a sinner from a wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sin. So if you go out and you're helping somebody and they come back to Christ, you just help, you save their souls. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be in the business of doing, saving yeah. souls, not worrying about popularity, not having a, uh, a click, not having all these nor- notorieties and all this big glamour and fame there's some people out there hurting there's some people out there hungry there's some people out there that need clothes there's some people out there that don't know a different way mm-hmm. and that's what we have to teach mm-hmm. and, and 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 it's not see it's, it's a different way between preaching at somebody and teaching somebody mm-hmm. because teaching is you doing it and showing them because a teacher has to know its craft before it could teach anybody else mm-hmm. so that means you should be somebody that's doing it If you're talking about I'm teaching you how to pray, you should have a prayer life. If you're going to say I'm going to teach you how to read the Bible, you should read the Bible. If you're talking about I'm going to teach you how to love somebody, you should be a loving person. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. That part gets me because you can't expect. Because I remember being unsaved. And there were so many things that in the grace of God, God kept me. Because there were so many things that got me to be have a bad taste in my mouth. To make me want to revert right back to where I was at and be like, well, I'm cool because I tried that and I, it wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we have to realize is that when people are coming to you, first of all, and asking you questions, it might not be questions to be confrontational. It'll be questions to be like, I really want to know. Yeah, yeah. And you can't take it offensive. But it's a way how you come out with it. That's the whole thing. Um, the, the one, the two scriptures that I like was Titus two and fourteen and fifteen. One is this one says he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin and to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good works. And you must teach mm. these things and encourage the believers to do them. And then it says you have the authority to correct right. them when necessary. So don't let anyone disregard what you say. So there's a difference in how you do things because it's in love and kindness will I draw thee. Yeah. You know. So if I'm coming to Chris, I'm coming to you, and I'm trying to correct you on something, you know, giving you a, just as some people said, a little nugget. Um, just to give you a little nugget to help you to, um, to, to keep you on the right way. Then I'm just going to give it to you. But it's up to you to accept it. Right. And, you know, if you have a defensive heart, no matter, and I, I wanted to say that because you said how you say it. Mm-hmm. But I want to go into perspective of somebody that, let's say, saved or unsaved, somebody with a defensive heart. 
Have you ever met somebody that no matter what you say, they took it defensive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah. You could be like, you know, I, you know, I love you, my brother. I love you, my sister. I, you love me. You don't love, you know, those are, there's people out there. Mm-hmm. And you still, because everything that God appoints you to do or say to somebody don't mean that they're going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Or they might be a slow processor. Mm-hmm. Where they process it after the fact, or they they think about it a little bit, like, well, you know, they did this, and what's the catch? And then they find like, oh, ain't no catch. Okay, well, you know, maybe they are right. Then you start getting that trust, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you cannot not say something. No, you can't. And, you and, have and to that's say where something. we get to the point where when you see something as correction, we're not doing this out of ill will. Yeah, it's all out of love. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's like with um, parents and kids. You correct your children, you whip your children, you put them on punishment because you love them because you're trying to correct their behavior and steer them in the right direction because you see what's getting ready to happen. For the most part, when we correct, it's uh, people. It's like okay, I see the end result of what you're doing. Right. And if you don't change this, you're gonna die, mm-hmm. or this is gonna be the outcome. I've literally. Or asked, you will lose every. Mm-hmm. I've literally had situations where God showed me the end result of somebody, of what's going to happen to somebody if they didn't change their behavior, mm-hmm. or even had conversations with those who's seen the same thing, and literally we would go, or I would go, or they would go and warn the person, the person would be like, mm, whatever, I don't know what you're talking about, and then because they did not heed the warning, the consequences came. Mm. And, and, you know, at the moment, I know a lot of people put this in vain that's why you have to be able to watch who speak things because a lot of times some people when when god gives a message to somebody to give to you it has nothing to do with them <laughs> that's how you can tell when somebody say because i know a lot of people be like i even heard a lot of even famous people say i think it was deal hugley saying oh i can't stand what people say oh god told me because some people so many people have misused that that's right. true and now to be able to tell the difference is this if a person's coming in to tell you about something that deals with you mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with them mm-hmm. and it's probably making them super uncomfortable why they even got to do it, but they're being obedient. Right. When they come and tell you those things, process it like, like they always say, eat the meat, spit out the bones, mm-hmm. but don't just disregard Right. or <laughs> uh, put it on the back burner and really ponder and process about it because there's no there's a reason why somebody says something to you Mm -hmm. there's a reason why somebody is coming out for it god's gonna give you discernment and if you don't have discernment to tell from people that's really telling you the truth and not pray for discernment so you could be able to say you know god that is from you because guess what i am dealing with fornication i am dealing with being a daughter i am dealing with being a liar i am dealing with homosexuality i am dealing with being a a, a gossiper i am dealing with all these things right Mm -hmm. that nobody knows so this person because i remember it was this mother of the church who came to me and told me up and down about myself and i was like i know you don't know and social media wasn't that prevalent back then and I was like, that got to be from God, because how would you know that? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, how God would... showed us something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with her. That's how you know a true word coming for you. Because right. that lady had no benefit of telling me, stop running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What that got to do with her? Right. Most of the time when God gives words to people. 
to sell you and you don't have a benefit for it. Right. It, you know, and I give you, I, and I have to always put the, because there's somebody out there saying, well, I heard this. Well, I heard something too. And it was a, it was a time, um, the late bishop that I will not say, told another pastor that God told him to give his church. I do not believe that. I, I'm going to be honest. That's my opinion. Because I've never read in the Bible that churches took over churches. That's nowhere I, where I read that. But when I heard that, that made me go deeper into my Bible. Because sometimes when you hear things that you feel like is invalid, you know, uh, I remember Bishop Mack always told me, if you know the word for yourself, nobody could ever fool you on the word. Because mm -hmm. you got to know that the devil know the word better than most mm -hmm. people. And if he could just twist a few words, he can have you doing wrong thinking that you're doing right. Right, right. So one thing that got me is... When you really look at things, take the word, take heed, and pray for di for discernment in everything. Yeah. You know, don't, and, and we shouldn't be quick to anger anyway. That's true. That's what the words say. Do not that's be true. quick that, to anger. That's what the words say, but a, do we necessarily follow Of that? course not. So, of, I mean, you know. Well, if you're not balanced, <laughs> you're not going to do it yeah, anyway. Yeah. And then not only that. Me? Yeah, and not only that, you know, that's that that inward man just rise up to the occasion, you know. So they don't want, you know, that inward man don't want to hear nothing that's positive and that's truthful. And so if you ain't got no balance, like you said, and, and, and he ain't at a, a dormant place, because he will rise if you allow him to, uh -huh. you know. So he'll come up against the thing. That's just like I was reading these proverb verses, and then you know, proverbs to me is the book of wisdom, and it's about proverbs she. Is funny. Yes, yes. Proverbs will break it down. So here's here's a couple of scriptures just just to back up a couple of things to what we were talking about. Proverbs twelve and one says, "Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, and but he who hates reproof is stupid." That's my favorite one. Yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. Come on now. Simply. Just this. So I, I looked up. I was okay. Let's look this up. Let's look these words <laughs> up. Right. Let's get some kind some meaning to this. You uh, go up to the word reproof. And while y'all and while y'all looking reproof, I, I saw one in Proverbs. Keep looking for it. Proverbs fifteen and thirty two, where it says, "Whoever ignore an instruction, despise himself. Hmm. But he who listens to reproof gains intelligence." Come on now. If you can't follow simple instructions, mm. there's some people right now that that's that's losing a lot because they can't follow simple instructions. This is not an IKEA box where you leave four pieces left, but the thing is poorly made. This is something where if God gave you instruction, mm -hmm. follow. Take heed to those words. Yep. It's important. There's somebody's life or your life yep. that depend on you being on that. But what is that word reproof? Because that reproof was in Proverbs 1532. I looked up correction. Oh, okay. Uh. Well, you go with that one. I so, got reproof. But, yeah. So it says rebuke, correction, reproof, punishment, chastisement, argument, impeachment, and rebuke. Mm. That's the Strong's Concordance. But they also looked up stupid mm. in, in the um, Concordance. And it means to be stupid, to be dull-hearted and unreceptive. Ooh. So See, that, people say that word. They don't even know the definition of yeah. it. Say that word. One, say that one more time. To be stupid, dull-hearted, and unreceptive. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's why reproof goes with that because it says it's an expression of blame mm. or disapproval. Mm -hmm. So it goes hand in hand. Yeah. And then when you look at rebuke, rebuke is express sharp disapproval. Or criticism of someone because of their behavior or actions. So basically, that scripture is saying if you do not 
take heed yeah. to the correction. Yeah. You are um, unreceptive and dull-hearted. Yeah, uh-huh. unreceptive. You don't receive. So for all the people that got, that got to add to it, that's why I call you stupid. When all the people got to add to it and they quote this scripture, because I know a lot of people don't like that scripture because they say, you stupid. You stupid. Like for not it. doing it. You got to understand there's a deeper meaning to each word. Yeah. It, it's not just a, a, a word that people just throw out to have as a derogatory. There's mm-hmm. a definition for every word that is used, especially in the English language. So it's crazy because if you really look at it, going to Timothy, we said earlier in Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all scriptures is breathed out by God. Yeah. And profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, for correction yeah. and for training in righteousness. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If you don't know what to say to your brother and sister in Christ, go to the Word. There you go. It's always in there. It's it, there. It, there's a Word for every situation that they're going through. And, you know, and I have to say this one too, Hebrews 12 and 11. <laughs> for the moment. Read? I said, read on. For, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But mm-hmm. later it yields the peaceful fruits of righteousness to those who have been trained yeah. by it. Yeah. There's a lot of been people that's been trained and renegade by themselves and yeah. not had any correction. Listen, 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 do we really want to go there? That's the next section, but mm. what we're going to talk about. But I want you to know, don't go outside of God's will just because you felt like you, you didn't like what somebody said to you. Guess mm-hmm. what? Nothing that is going to grow you is going to be comfortable for you. Yeah, you have to get uncomfortable and have those uncomfortable conversations, that uncomfortable circumstances, for you to get growth in your mm-hmm. life. Because that's the only time that you can face and see what you're really dealing with. Because when you lolly dolly everybody and you comfortable, you ain't looking at that. You cool. You you complacent. And you, there's gonna be a time that guess what? You're gonna sit there and be like, ain't nothing wrong with me. But guess what? As Whoa. soon as you say that, yeah, it's yeah. everything wrong. With you. Everything yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. You just can't see it because you your eyes your are blinded. blinded yeah. Yeah. And God is so far away from you you think because he ain't saying nothing to you that you good no mm-hmm. he's he, he's so far away from you because every time you sin you get further and further from god it wasn't his choice to be far from you it was your, your choice, choice to yeah. get far from him it's just like the prodigal son he left the father's house said give me my inheritance mostly saying you are dead to me i'm gonna go do what i, I want to do. do guess what he was so far from his father he couldn't do nothing no nope. mm-hmm. how many times you've been on a, a vacation and you knew you shouldn't have went and you went there you had no money and you had to try to call home well guess what he couldn't even call home because he didn't have enough money to pay for a phone mm-hmm. and guess what and there was no phone back then but i'm mm-hmm. putting that as a analogy out there Mm-hmm. And he had to go live with pigs. His daddy wasn't there to save him. Mm-hmm. You're right now outside of God's will, and your mm-hmm. daddy is not there to save you mm-hmm. because you are so pig-headed and you are so hard-headed that you don't want to hear nothing from nobody. And God is telling you, come back mm-hmm. so I can help you, build you, make you as new, renew your mind so that you can have the inheritance that you truly are supposed to have. Amen. 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 And when it all boils down, you got to make up your mind which path you want to take. Do you want to take the path to righteousness or do you want to go astray, right? To, you know, straight to, to what the, the words we call the devil's, the devil's trap. That's what I'm going to say. Well, astray is, is simply mostly going out, being outside the protection of God. And that's true. That's what I'm saying. You have to make up your mind which path you want to go. Because as they say, there's two roads. 
There's destruction. Two. Uh-huh. And one that leads to everlasting There you life. go. Yeah. Broad so, and narrow is the huh, Come on now. See, we don't hear mm-hmm. that no more. Ain't that That's true. what we don't hear. I'm just going, broaden it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But amen. That's what they don't, I mean, seriously. And it's not to put the fear in you, you know, because that's what it actually, that's what they was doing back in the day. Back in the day. day. Yeah, that back in the day. I know that scripture. But now (laughs) it's like, you know, yes, we're supposed to fear God, but we're supposed to fear him to the point where we want to do right. And we got to understand the word fear. Fear in the Bible's term means to give as reverence. Mm-hmm. What kind of reverence are we talking about? It's like as a parent. You knew if you did something wrong in your mama house, your daddy house, it was a consequence. Mm-hmm. So you gave reverence and, and as a form as respect, like, you know what, I ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Fear the Lord. Yeah. Give reverence to God to know that, guess what, if I do this, I'm going to get whooped. Mm-hmm. If I do this, I'm going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. If I do this, I'm going to lose my, my family. If I do this, I'm going to lose my job. If I do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose everything that God gave me. Because guess what? God bless you. You the one who tearing it down. Right. Yeah, God's whippings is far worse than your parents. Oh, man. my God. You hear me? You don't want that. As, as I call it, you don't want to do over. And if you don't you know don't about no whoopings, go ahead and look in the Bible as King Saul. Hmm. And how he couldn't sleep and how he was tormented. See, God will put you into a point where you can't sleep till you get it right. Yeah. He'll get you to the point where you tormented that nothing you touch is even blessed. And yeah. It just everything fails. And you sit there and you wonder, God, why is this happening to me? Because you're not right. And until you fix that wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep reliving. Guess what? There's so many people that I see come to church and we're going to end on this. But I see this 24-7. People come to church. They ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. They pray. We all pray. Congregation prays. They come and they ask for the, that, the car. They get a car. They come and they ask for the job. They get their job. They living good. Now, God didn't bless them. God blessed them. Let me put that into yeah, retrospect. Yeah, God. God blessed them with mm-hmm. all these things because he came back and they was doing right, right? Then people act like Costco. They just get they just like getting samples. Hmm. When they get their samples, they good, and then what they do, they leave. And then they go through hell and lose everything, their car gone, their job, they lost it, and now they're back to living on somebody's couch because, and it's funny, usually it's going coming back to the church and trying to live with somebody with the church because, you know, they ain't had nobody else, mm-hmm. and then have to do a do-over. Yep. How many times you you going to keep doing a do-over? Mm-hmm. How many times you want to keep going through life and, 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 and redo? Well, see, what they don't understand, when you do a do-over, now you may have went through that first do-over and you got through it real good. Okay, wonderful. And now you're back at the point where you should have been some time ago. But then when you got to do another do-over, it's going to take you further back. Ain't that the truth? It's going to take you further back. What's just that game keep... you go backwards in where you, where, where you, cl- there's a game, a board game, where you get close, Candyland. Oh, Lord. Y'all remember Candyland? I remember that. Candyland, Candy, Candy Land, and you play Candyland, and if you get that wrong color, you, gotta you, gotta go go, you could be so mm-hmm. close yeah. to where you need, where you could win, yeah. and it take you all the way back, just yep. like Shoots and Ladders. Yep, where you, I remember and, that one. Where you could just, you so close to yep. getting where you're supposed to be. That's true. And then you just get sent right, right on back. back. Further and back. sometimes you get sent almost to the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what you don't want. 
You know, because it's, now you got to think about this. All the hard work. Time, too. All the hard work you put in, and now here it is another time. Time has elapsed. Because, see, time is so precious, and we don't know how much time we got. Amen. So we have to take advantage of that opportunity. Because every time you do a do-over, you're losing time. You're losing time on your life. You're losing time on what you should have had. Right. And well, now here it is. You got to go back to get to that should have. To get to that promised land. Say, I don't want to be like the children of Israel. 40 years? No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see that for and nobody. Grace and mercy came you know? every day because if you <laughs> notice, they did for 40 years, never went hungry. Their clothes didn't tatter. And, but most of them died off. Mm -hmm. So you well, can live a comfortable, non-expected life. Because God give you the mediocre if that's what you're going to stand for. that's what you want. Or God can give you abundance. Yeah. And he could give you all that you ever dreamed and more if you be obedient, and it shouldn't be, this is like a kindergarten class. Like, it's so simple. Be nice. Do what you're supposed to do. Follow instructions. If you look back at when they taught you the basis of human, being human, mm -hmm. follow instructions. Be nice to each other. Don't hit nobody. Don't say nothing bad. Those things should have stayed with you because that was your beginnings. Those were your humble beginnings because you didn't know nothing at the time. Now you know better. You're supposed to do what? Better. Do better. Well, people don't necessarily do that because, again, they don't receive correction. Mm -hmm. Amen. Or they get correction and they be like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. You're judging me. But no, that's not judging me. Or you hating on me. You yeah. hating on me. I hear that a lot. Yeah. I hear that because that's, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the new, you, you judging me. Oh, you hating on me. Like, give you a perfect example. Somebody tells you a good, like this. I'm, oh, my God. I'm going to buy, I'm just throw a car out there, a Tesla, right? But they live in an apartment building. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't think that's good because it's where are you gonna park? Work. Where are you gonna park that hundred thousand dollar car? And if you got a hundred thousand dollars to get a car, why don't you just get your own house? Why? Oh, you hating on me because you don't want you. I'm gonna have a Tesla in Florence riding on you, and you're like, no, I'm just trying to give you sensible advice because. That's what, because I care. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I understand the people that get fed up after a while. Like, man, I'm, I say the same things over and over to you. And then when it happened, then you come back and be like, well, you know, I lost this. Or, oh, my Tesla got stolen. Or, oh, I couldn't do the payment, so it got repoed. And then you sit here like, but I told Or the you. simple one, I couldn't charge it. You live in an apartment complex. Exactly. Like, we're, they didn't have charging ports yet, and I need to get in that business because that's that's a great idea to put charging ports in the apartment buildings because <laughs> somebody's still going to buy a Tesla and be in an apartment. You know, but, but that's why they got garages so they can just put it in the garage. Exactly. But still. They, that's but not the apartment. It's an apartment complex. You gonna, what you gonna, they don't have you going to charge it? Yeah. If it's like my car uh, apartment complex, you might not find a parking spot. And so you'd be parked on the street. And that's the thing. You got to do things. You got to walk before you crawl. I mean, yeah. you got to crawl before you walk. Yeah. You got to think about things sensible, uh, sensibly. And you have to be a good steward of your finances. And if you're not a good steward of it, you can't be mad at nobody. Yeah. If you, your choices. Let's go back to you. I'll make a new person. I'm pointing at myself. If you don't make the right choices, you can't be mad at nobody, and you can't expect nobody to come save you. Because after the age of 18, nobody got to do nothing for you because you grown. That's true. That goes back you to the loved post it. I made. Go ahead. Said post, and that's going to be the last thing. You, you want to read it? Read it. Go ahead. Read. Read. Okay. <laughs> I put a post up, and it says, some of us are about to see the consequences of our rebellion. God has sent us warning, and we have ignored it. So don't be mad when consequences come. Deal with it. It was our choice to disobey. Very good. 
point blank period. Yeah. Not your pastor. Mm-mm. Not the deacon. Mm-mm. Not your mama. Because everybody love to go back to their mama and their daddy. But they grown. They 50-something talking about, yeah. well, if my mama didn't, and they folded something. If my, my mama back in the day. Well, back in the day, this. But guess what? If you saw something that was wrong, Mm-hmm. You got enough ample time as an adult to change it to make sure that you don't do the same thing or worse to your kids. If you didn't like, as I hear so many mom and daddy issues, and I be sitting here thinking like this, but you be doing the same thing. But God, again, it goes back to what I just said. God sent the warning. God right. sent you the sign. God said, "All right, you see this? Don't do mm-hmm. that." Right. But you do it do anyway. anyway. Yeah. So now you have to deal with whatever comes with it. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Choice. Choice. If you made the choice. So yeah. God's like, well, since you making this choice to do what you want to do, even though I sent you warning, I sent you the sign, you want to deal with the consequences now. Right. So it's like, yeah. like you said, when you deal with your children, you be like, all right, I warned you, little Johnny, stop touching the stove. You're going to get burnt. You're going to touch the stove again. All right, little Johnny, you got burnt. I told you. There's mm-hmm. the consequence. Now go take a nap. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Right? After you so, got whooped. Go take a nap. Go take a nap. And shut right. up before I give you something to cry about. Right. Right. That one. Go, but, <laughs> I'm already crying. Yo, you already yo, did. What yo, you talking you about? To cry hey, about? Hey, your whole hand is burnt up. Mm. Go, go lay your simple self down. <laughs> Got burnt. I done told you 72 times not to go. You just told me one. I told you 72 times. Go, <laughs> you, you back talking me? You back talking? Go to sleep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, Cletus, it's about that time. And we got to get to church ourselves. But I'm, I, 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 in all seriousness and jokes aside, I, I wanted to say this because I, I hope somebody could be able to get a confirmation that they can hear from God in those segments and those. And if, you heard a scripture, go back to it and meditate on the word. That's what you're supposed to do. And really, we're not doing this to point fingers. We're doing this as an awareness mm-hmm. to better ourselves and to be able to be as a collective as Christians because we got to start having these conversations to help the body. Mm-hmm. Not just us, not just our church, but everybody because everybody's going through the same things and they're getting attacked by the same enemy. So if we don't come together, he's going to, to divide and conquer. So with that being said, this is Pastor Jay. Make sure you go follow me at all social media, at Anointed Jaylon, all that good stuff. And make sure you go down, go to the Stella Wars Dot com. Go to the uh, radio ballot. You got to the 31st. You got to the 31st. Again, go oh, yeah. to the radio ballot. And vote. Go vote. Go to internet, best internet uh, radio. First box, anointed radio. Click that box. Let's make history, Las Vegas. Much love. And I want you to say this. Everything that is, that is, everything that glitter ain't gold. Amen. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I'm just going to say this, and this is one thing I love saying. Um, you got the freedom to make every choice that you can because God gave us that freedom. Right. But remember always, where there's a choice, there's always a consequence. Whether it's a good one or a bad one. Amen. It's always going to be. So if you keep that in mind, that'll kind of keep you on your P's. And you, how do you say your P's and your toes? P's and the Q's. Yeah, that one. So... <laughs> But it'll keep you on your tippy toes, amen, to make you more aware about those choices that you make. I mean, you know, we we all make choices, and yes, we go to our our consequences, and we go to our trials and tribulations. However, you got to remember that the time, the time.
time that you go through all of that, you could have been putting that time in something better instead of having all that negativity and taking away time that you could have been enjoying the, the fruit of the Spirit and the love that God has for you and all the blessings that God wants for you. Why not accept that than to keep going through all the mess that you've been going through? I'm just saying. I, I had to learn that. I got to that when I got 50. So, you know, we, <laughs> when you get to a point of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Hey, that's, that's what grandma is saying. There you My go. God. You'll make that choice and you'll start living the life that God had designed for you to live. I'm saying that the pastor has spoken. So uh, this is Dr. Marvinetta Clay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just want you all to just be blessed. But just please, 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 just start making better choices. And life is not uh, promised to you today, tomorrow, or even a second. But you got to enjoy every moment of it and do the right thing. So follow me on all the uh, media outlets. You know what that is. M. Clay, Dr. Clay, all those great things, website, all that. And we would love for you to just support us. And we continue to support, support y'all. Love you. Well, this is Chris. Um, ditto to what everybody just said. And I was going to be funny and be like, go with God, Crispy. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Amen. See you <laughs> next week. <laughs>